Welcome to this week's podcast, Woman Who Chat, where I'll be interviewing women in business who share their inspirational stories and their top tips, especially for you. My name is Sandra Garlick and I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I'm delighted to bring these interviews to you each week to inspire you so that you can achieve in the future. Hello, so today we're here with Kim Parker and Kim Parker featured in the latest edition of I Am A Woman Who, the 2021 edition. Welcome, Kim. Hello, thank you for having me. It's great to see you. Kim, I loved your story. And what I, what got me actually was there were quite a few similarities there with my own story. Mm-hmm. So I quite resonated with it. You know, you, so you were a lawyer for, for many, many years. Lawyer for over 20 years. Yes. And at the time I didn't, I couldn't see that there could be anything else to life other than being that career person that I was then. Yeah. And, and you said in your story, you know, you, at one point you were considering setting up your own practice, something I actually did. But, you you know, and you held back and then eventually you were made redundant. Uh, and that's that's sort right. of, is that did that give you the kick up the backside you needed? It did. I, I think I'd actually outstayed my uh, useful time as a lawyer. I was still very good at what I did as a lawyer, but it wasn't working for me. And I, I knew that it was time for a change, but I didn't do anything about it. And so the redundancy was was my op- opportunity that was handed to me on a plate, really, to just reevaluate everything and, and make a change that deep down that I hadn't wanted to face. I, I knew I, I should have done. So that, yeah. that was my time to do it. And did you go straight into your, to your own business from from that point of redundancy or was there a, a sort of setback and think, what do I do now? I, I did need to step back because I didn't have a clue what to do then. It was in the middle of the global financial crisis of 2008, 2009, that I was made redundant. And I had no possibility of getting another job in my profession as a lawyer. So I didn't have a clue what, what I wanted to do. So I did step back, did some research, experimented with different things, trained as a counsellor, trained as a coach, did other ex- inquiries as well. And so it took a little while. In the meantime, I did do a little bit of legal consultancy work just because I needed to survive somehow. <laughs> but it, it didn't come to me instantly. I, I yeah. needed to just immerse myself in it, in the inquiry of it, and let it become obvious to me what was, what was true as, as my direction going forward because um, I didn't have a clue. I think I might have said I didn't have a clue three yeah. or four times now. <laughs> But, you know, and that, that's sometimes the way it is. I know I practiced law for a number of years. I don't think you ever forget the legal skills, though. What, no. what area of law did you practice? I was a commercial property specialist. Yeah. Um, even last week, I was giving somebody some legal, not legal advice, but giving them pointers from, mm-hmm. from my, yeah. with my lawyer's hat on. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't it. remove it from your brain, can you? You've always got it there. Live and breathe it. Wake up thinking about problems that I had and, and cases and, and something would suddenly occur to me in the middle of the night that would be the solution that I'd been looking for. So yeah, yeah. You, can't, you yeah. can't leave it behind. And you, you've got a daughter and, you know, you wanted to provide a future for her. So what tipped you into suddenly finding what, what you know, how did you get into what you're doing now? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I knew that what I w- whatever it was that I was going to do after leaving law, that it needed to matter to me. I guess in a way I was looking for my purpose, see- seeking my own purpose, which interestingly is what I currently now do for other people. And the expression I had at the time, before I even knew all that I know now, was I I knew that I wanted to give back in some way, but I just didn't know what form it took. So that's why I did 
a lot of research and I, I dabbled in different things to have. And, and when I had the experience of, of coaching, I realized that that was, that was the path I was choosing that felt absolutely 100% right for me to, to move on to. And, and I think, you know, you know, some of us, we get challenges and we, we you know, we, we have to sort of sometimes step back and, and relook at them and evaluate to see where we're going. And sometimes, you know, you might think a redundancy, it, it, it's a huge thing, but actually it gave you that time you needed to actually do something you really had a passion for. And I can't help but notice, Kim, I, I, you know, you've got the most fantastic view behind you and I know that is a, a, a screenshot view but just tell us what you did during between lockdown one and two between lockdown one and two 2020 I moved house from um, a city to this location that you see behind me now and it, it is a photo that I took looking up the hill the daffodils are on on, on the in the field on my land looking up to one of the two cottages that I have here and I can look out at it from my window, but it's a different angle. So I like to have it on, on my screen. Yeah. That's my screen table at the back here. So that was a, a decision that I made to completely change my lifestyle because I knew that what, was, what mattered to me was to create a beautiful retreat space in nature. And I wanted it to be quiet, serene, peaceful, and, and just nourish me and also have the, the, the ability to nourish and nurture the people who come on my retreats and what better place to host my retreats than in a place where that, that I call home that I can provide a home from home experience for others so the fact that this has two cottages on it was just absolutely perfect for me and I'm so delighted that I, I made that decision and made the move when I did because then of course we had a third lockdown yeah, <laughs> I've just exactly. been spending which we're coming out of now and, and I've just been spending my days really really deepening into my relationship with nature actually for me that's been important it's not for everybody but but it feeds my soul and gives me gives me my purpose gives me my energy and keeps me connected yeah and it looks absolutely idyllic and the perfect place for a retreat so when yeah. do you heart start you know when do you envisage starting your retreats up when, when will you be allowed to do those and when will you be ready yeah, three, three very important questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, there's no fixed answer to those. I, I would be legally allowed to host people here on retreat, I think, later in the year. But actually, I've got building work to do. So I'm, I'm hosting retreats here on an individual basis, private retreats, one-on-one, -on -one, just for one day, which are beautiful. I've had a few people come already on those. But my group retreats probably won't be ready to run, actually, until 2020 possibly actually okay. so there, there, you do have to I mean when you when you sort of in, in, involve your home in your business I suppose you have to build in those preparation timelines and get everything ready sounds like you've got got a lot of planning to do as well well it, it's a complete cottage reconstruction basically because one cottage I live in the other cottage is going to be dedicated to my guests so I provide accommodation full full package for everybody and it the, the cottage is actually the one that you see in the background there that's the one that needs a huge amount of attention structurally yeah. before it's ready and comfortable for, yeah. for people. Well, good good luck with that. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Would you say that, what would you say has been the biggest challenge, you know, in, in your career journey so far? Overall, in my whole career journey, learning to let go and learning to trust uh, my own innate wisdom in the form of my intuition, which I didn't have any concept of when I was a lawyer. I didn't understand that there was something else other than intellect 
now I recognize that there's also a very powerful resource we all have called intuition. And I've got the gift of both that I can call on to support me on my journey. I didn't know about that before. And it would have been so much easier mm. had I understood about intuition and, and all the, the, the work I've done that I've learned on my journey to becoming a coach as well. Um, and that's about letting go of what I think, how I think it needs to be. And, and surrendering to also to my own abilities, my natural gifts and talents, which before I was just putting one foot in front of the other, plodding forward, thinking, well, this must be the way to go next, without really stepping, sitting back, resting and saying, okay, is this actually the truth for me? Mm. And I, I now do that. And so letting go, I think, was the biggest challenge for me, because I like to feel that I'm in control. I like to know how it is. And it's not always like that. And, and sometimes I think I know how it is. And actually, it's much better to, to be a different way. I'm speaking very vague generalities, but that was probably my biggest learning, actually. I think that's how they condition you to train you as a lawyer. You know, everything's process driven and it has to have an end result. And, and yes. you, know, it, it, you don't have to follow the process. You can deviate and take a detour, can't you, and do it in a different way. Yes. And you have to, when you're drafting a document as a lawyer, you have to use certain expressions because they're accepted in the profession. Everybody knows what they mean and so on. And so it has to be done a very particular way. And actually life isn't like that. <laughs> no. So it's been great chatting to you, Kim. Uh, if you could leave our audience with one top tip or insight, what, what do you think that would be? It would actually be what I put in the book, in my chapter in the book, which is to connect with your heart when you're making significant, even small decisions in your life. Don't just go down the path that you think you need to take. Really check in with yourself and say, is this in service to my truth and what really matters to me? Because then you're not only in service to yourself, but you're in service to the world as well. Thank you, Kim. It's been great talking to you. And do watch out for Kim's chapter in the book, I Am A Woman Who. Thank you for being with us today, Kim. Thank you so much, Sandra. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining the Woman Who Chat weekly podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can join me next week to hear another inspirational woman in business. In the meantime, you might want to visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey.